0: Pulp MX production. Thanks for all the support, Pulp MX fans. The Pulp MX app is now available for both iPhone and Android-based phones. For all your moto needs, shop at btosports.com and use the current discount code PULPMX. And don't forget to click the Amazon banner on pulpmx.com when purchasing anything from Amazon. It's the Steve Mathis Show, brought to you by Racer X, presented by btosports.com and Thor MX. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis.
1: Welcome to the BTOsports.com RacerX podcast presented by Thor MX. I'm your host, Steve Mathis. Thank you to Thor MX for coming on board. Well, then definitely the gear of choice of champions all over the place, including uh, Ryan Villopoto and uh, Jake Weimer, to name a couple. And also BTOsports.com, whatever you want in the world for motocross, really for anything, BTOsports.com will have it. Listen to the commercial for a discount code to save yourself some money at bto com. Thanks to the, both of those guys for coming on board and of course for racer x for hosting this thing. Uh as I said, my name's Steve hey, Matthews. Hey, Steve. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Would I be able to go to bto sports.com and get that Thor Jake Weimer gear you just talked about? Would that be leftovers or what would yeah, that Yeah, no, it's like leftovers. It's
1: leftovers. Um you'll notice I said champions. So Jake Weimer was a Thor Supercars champion back oh,
2: a few I years see, back. So, Chad Reed, too, then. Let's throw that in there. Oh, no, we can. Yeah,
1: we can. I, I'm sure, sure the Chad Reed gear will be deeply discounted. <laughs> That's 10 um, years old, yeah. Uh, that, that voice you're hearing there is uh, the RacerX online editor, my boss, Jason Wygant.
2: Yeah, clean it up, man. Watch that Weimer fact-checking,
1: okay? Who um, is probably in, he's in main source. right? He's in he's in cross mode these days weed you're, you're yeah that doesn't make it makes sense does it you're uh you're doing the webcast for enduro crosses
2: yeah we've done uh like half i think it's i don't even know how many rounds series it is but i know we're doing the webcast for half and i will be at your on your couch in vegas next weekend for the big finale
1: yeah yeah how, how do you like it do you like calling i mean you've called supercross certainly for years and years
2: yeah, it's pretty simple. I was actually worried the first time I did it, they got a lot of uh, weirdo classes, like an amateur class and a trials cross class, but the whole show goes so darn quick. Like, everything's three or four laps just over before you know it. Mm-hmm. And by the way, folks, if you're wondering, the battle this year, Mike Brown started the year off on fire, won a bunch of races, had a big points lead. But it appears that the pressure of having the points lead is starting to cause <laughs> some arm pump issues and other mental problems.
1: Really? That's not the Brownie I know.
2: No, I know. I know. that's not Mike Brown. That's not
1: that's at all. That's not the Brown that I know. Um, uh, and also on the line, uh, Western Power Sports, uh, fly racing guru, uh, salesman extraordinaire, uh, director of all things fly racing, former two-time German Supercross champion, multi-time Montreal Supercross champion, top privateer in the sport, Jason Thomas.
0: That was a pretty good introduction. I appreciate
1: it. Yeah, no problem. No problem. Some man.
0: of it was even true.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh we haven't done this in a while. It's, so it's a little weird. Um, so I suggest that we just maybe uh I got some topics, we just kinda go around and we talk about different things and uh you know, a little bit of bench racing and uh call it a day. So I think uh people will be happy to uh to hear that. And if they're not, just shut it off right now. So it's not one specific race or topic, it's just multi topics and we would ask you guys to send them in, but they'd all be two stroke questions. So we quit doing that. So um, topic number one. Maybe we can do it like in that old Saturday Night Live skit of that CNN show. Topic one: Bercy. <laughs> was Justin Barsha unbeatable? Jason get? Uh, Wrong. He didn't
2: even win all the races.
1: Wrong. Jason Thomas was Justin Barsha like that? No. Uh,
0: that is great.
1: Okay. Uh, anyways, uh, so Bercy. Yeah, uh, Barsha, um, king of Bercy. You guys uh J- Wygant, you went to Bercy in like oh geez, oh four, oh three? Oh five. That's, 05. Uh, that's not even putting me on the that's not even putting me
2: on the radar to you guys. Not even
1: on the map. Oh uh, and Jason Thomas, you race Bursi many times. Uh, a few times anyways. I um, have, yes. Um well, first off, Wygant, did you see the uh you watched the uh, Andrew Short Pulpamex uh GoPro of the lap? Um
2: yeah, it was really cool. You know, I've been there. No. And, what? Did it's, I watch it?
1: Yeah, you watched it, and, and it's sketchy. It's sketchy.
2: The tunnels, man, those <laughs> tunnels. That is that is unbelievable. Like I said, I had been there once before, but I didn't realize what it was like until I saw GoPro to actually ride through those things. Oh, my God.
1: Yeah, JT, Um, the, and I always said this. I wrote this in my article, and I, and I say it now. The first time you go, it's a little weird. You have to get adjusted to this.
0: Uh, Yeah, it is. I mean, it's a different race. Um, I think the biggest adjustment is just uh, how fast a bunch of guys are that you've never heard of will be. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: So yeah. um, that's really what you have to learn. And the frustration of battling guys, you don't even know who they are, but they're, they're really good. You know, they're good in that arena and that situation. Uh, and the dirt's probably stickier than anything you've ever ridden on before. You know, I'm sure, like, Cooper Webb and younger guys like that were – probably blown away at how sticky some of the stuff was so Mm -hmm. yeah there's definitely an adjustment period
1: you uh do you ever clip the tunnels with your arms it definitely looked like that a few times on highlights
0: uh i would be armless if i clipped the tunnel (laughs) with my arm
1: no there was a couple guys that came in pretty hot and like bounced off of it you know with their shoulder kind of like it was a little scary
0: yeah the tunnels are the tunnels are by far the scariest part of the track i mean you're as fast as your bike can go, pretty much. Uh I you know you're not fifty or wide open, but no. you're you know, you're yeah. probably doing sixty miles an hour, seventy miles an hour.
1: Right. Um yeah. any surprise now obviously I just got back, uh any surprise to either one of you two that Barsha and Kennard were untouchable? And they really were. JT? Uh
0: it seemed that way. Um, you know, I think Andrew and, and Paul Ann seemed, you know, like the clear Number three, number four guys—they were kind of interchangeable all weekend, but it didn't matter. It seemed to not matter where either of Justin or Trey started. Uh, generally, they started up front, but you know the last night proved that when they didn't, they kind of made short work of everybody. They it seemed head and shoulders better than everybody else.
1: Yeah, I was shocked that you know for the last night they Barsha crashed in the uh, elimination races, so they they had gates number four and five. They came out of the tunnel in the first lap. Barsha was pretty much last and Canard was two or three ahead of him. And I'm like, "Okay, this is going to be really exciting." And you go and look at the lap chart. Uh, I was double checking it when I was writing the column, and they were 1 and 2 like 7 laps in. Like they blitzed through 12 guys in 40 se- on set 42nd laps in in 7 laps. And they were firmly entrenched in number 1 and 2. It just it just shook it just shocked me how quick when they had to, when they needed to, how much better they were than those guys.
0: Uh, my question would be, did they make most of their moves in the whoops?
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, most of them in the whoops. Justin got, I know Justin got three guys but between the whoops and the corner after. Got three, yeah. three guys one time, one lap.
0: And, so. and that's what a lot of the guys complain about in the U.S. series is the whoops are too easy, so you can't pass. And you can see... Percy generally has a pretty nasty whoop section. You can see kind of the separation that that allows for. So Mm -hmm. uh, I I would attribute that. If if the whoops would have been very basic, I don't know that they would have been able to do. You know, Maybe they would have got there by the end, but not in that, you know, not that quick.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. It uh, it was a clear, clear um, deal. So it's, uh, as I wrote, the, the slowest American is oftentimes faster than the fastest European in the whoops. It's a big, big separator. I guess as it is in America, though, too. Uh,
0: yeah, I, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, if you hear one complaint from the top guys, a lot of times it's that the whoops are too easy.
1: Right.
0: Uh, it just, when the whoops are too easy, it, it allows for a lot of other things. Uh a bad start can really mm-hmm. hurt you because you just can't get to the front. Right. Um, when the whoops are really, really tough, even if you're, in a heat race or something like that, if you got a bad start, you know every time you come to the loops, you have an opportunity to pass, no matter what. So,
1: um, uh, Weege, uh where – Will Hahn was a little – he's a little bummed, not hugely, but a little bummed on his his speed this weekend. He, he said he has to go back to work and, and, you know, work on closing that gap up. Where do you see him as a full-time 450 guy, uh, you know, when Anaheim starts up?
2: I think last year I said this a bunch of times where the – Field is so deep right now, and I know we said that every year, but I think it really has been the last two or three years. Uh, and then this year, you're adding in a couple more guys, Hom being one of them. The numbers of what sounds like a good and bad finish have to change. Like, I think before, if you told any rider, you know, on a decent team that's had some experience like him that, say, getting seventh is really good, mm-hmm. uh, they'd be bummed. Like, they want to be top five or, or, or potentially even flirting with a podium if they can't win. But I I think now it's got to be to just hope to be in the top 10 and you could probably ride really well and get 15 because you have to look at the other riders that you would have to beat to get in that top 10. Um, so, you know, I think for Wilbur, it might be 10 to 15 range, which sounds awful, but I <laughs> right. think in this day and age, that's actually pretty good because you could name 10 really good guys quickly and then yeah. say, Oh yeah, that's, that's legit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be, yeah, you're, you're right about that. Um, it, let's move on to the pass um Barsha's pass on Trey um gave him the king of bursey title really because Canard won that last night now of course you know Barsha said he was going for it but you know he didn't really need to have to pass Canard so it, not necessarily I don't think you can obviously say that but in the end that was a difference and what what do you make on that pass JT is that a little much
0: I thought it was a little over the top um you know we're talking about Farsha. So immediately you associate rough riding just, you know, and and he really hasn't been really that guy as of late, but still one incident and then you're right back to it just because of the reputation he's built up. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, just given that situation, like with his teammate, it wasn't, you know, there's bragging rights on the line. Obviously everybody wants to win, but. There's no championship or no points or no, you know, he wasn't, ra- you know, trying to get a ride out of it or anything. With your teammate, you just, I'm a firm believer that you always ride differently with your teammate. Um, you always give them more room than you would anybody else. You always make sure that you're in a situation where you're not going to knock them down uh, because your employer's spending, you know, in this case, like millions of dollars to make sure that mm-hmm. uh, not only is he. Uh, paid well and, and given the, every opportunity to win, but, you know, that they stay healthy. So uh, in this this case, I just think it was a little bit much given all of the variables involved.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. you got to treat your teammate a little differently, you know.
0: So, yeah, you don't have to yeah. make it their life, you know. You don't have to completely move out of the way, but you always have to keep in mind that this is your teammate.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, what do you think, What do you think of the pass?
0: Yeah, I would agree with you guys because I, I think –
2: I mean, Barsha had to know when he was setting that whole thing up, like, this, it's probably going to end like this. Like, I don't think he was caught by surprise. Like, wow, I didn't expect to run into him, or I didn't expect to hit him. You know what I mean? I think the whole – he didn't intend to take him out. But when he decided to make that move, he knew that it was going to probably be a little bit gnarly. Mm-hmm. And it was. And I want to point out, at Bercy, those guys get start money, right? There is no pay difference whatsoever between Barsha and Kennar getting first or second and King of Bercy. correct?
1: I – That's a little bit of a gray area. I don't think so, but I have heard of some guys getting some extra money for winning. But um, I don't believe
0: so, no. The way mine was structured.
2: uh, Yeah,
0: go ahead, JT. Sorry. The way mine was structured was basically I was guaranteed that I was going to make X amount. And they would basically start you at a certain number, and then you could make money on top of that. So, So basically, if I had won, I could make a little bit more. But no matter what, they were going to get me up to that number, and they left you ways to win through the purse. So, realistically, no, I don't think that there was much to gain from it. Um, even some of the dummy checks and stuff they held up were just for show. Uh, so, yeah, it, it really was in a situation where, like, man, uh, you know, it was ten thousand dollars bonus on the line or something like that. I really yeah. don't think that was the case.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't think so. You may have gotten a little bit of money, but yeah, not a. Yeah, I just wanted a... to
0: point that out. Right. I, I you know. That, you know in almost
2: any situation there would be a little money be a little money on the line even but in this case you don't even have that. Yeah. So yeah, I think uh it almost goes back to what you were saying in uh in your in your observations column and I hate to give you credit but uh I think it's just the way barsh is wired. Uh yeah. that's the way he races and it's one of those weird deals where I know that you know you said that Dan Bentley talked to him and said, "Man, that was almost too much." But I there's some people is having that attitude. So it's hard to completely take that out of them. I don't know. I if you're Honda, you're like, this is bad in some ways, but we don't want to neuter the guy. Cause we could use that at times.
1: There's some controversy with that Dan Bentley thing though, because I interviewed Barsha after Saturday and he's like, Hey, you know, I gotta do what I gotta do. And I want to win. And, and, um, this and that. So then on Sunday I said, Hey Dan, uh, did you talk to them? And Dan's like, yeah. And, uh, I go, yeah, well, uh, that must have been awesome, and he's like, uh, yeah, that's great, and I, and he goes, what did you think, Mathis? And I told him exactly it, you know what I mean? Exactly what I thought mm-hmm. that it was a little much, and he goes, yeah, I thought so too. I had a, I had to talk to him, you know. I just so then I I bring it up to Barsha, like, hey, Dan had a little talk to you, and and then Barsha says, yeah, Dan just said uh, that was close, and <laughs> and then and then, <laughs> then Barsha says, you know, it's not like Trey went down, so. Marsha had talked himself into that pass being fine by Sunday after- afternoon. <laughs> by Sunday afternoon, Dan never said anything, and Trey didn't go down, and it was all good. i thought that was just funny, like whatever you gotta do, I guess. But um, so I don't really know if Dan was upset or not. He certainly seemed that way to me, that he didn't like it. Uh, but Dan's old school too, so he's about as old school as it comes. So maybe he'd be like, hey just watch it, please, you know. I know Trey was pissed. Um, and and short and, and Barsha did the same thing to Shorty, though not as bad. Just got in underneath Shorty and, and kind of took him high. But, but the the pass with Barsha was – the pass on Kennard was basically Barsha saying, hey, I'm going to meet you at the exit of the corner, and I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know, but I'll meet you there. You know, so, yeah, definitely a little – But I think
2: at the core of that is – the core of that is, uh Kennard was faster that night, right? Kennard caught him yeah, and passed
1: him. Yeah, right? Kennard caught him and passed him, yeah.
2: And I think Barsha was like, all right, well, let me see if I can figure out a way to win this race still. You know, there mm-hmm. wasn't money on the line. There really wasn't much on the line at all. And he was still going to try to figure out a way to win the race anyway. And if that meant getting a little bit dirty or, or just trying something, and I guess that's my point. He He's just being competitive, and I don't think he really cares if his teammate or not. He said, I don't care whether there's money, points, whatever. I'm in a race. I'm in the lead. I'm going to try to figure out a way to win this, and he did. And that's the part that you don't – I'm sure Honda's is fun that he hit his Yeah.
1: But
2: you don't totally want to chastise now, the guy for that because 99% of the time that competitiveness is good.
1: No, guys like JT just trail rode out there, you know, 13th, 15th place. <laughs> and if you would have been a little angrier, JT, like Barsha.
0: Well, <clears throat> the um, thing about it for me is – is that there's no way that Barsha could guarantee that Trey wasn't going to get hurt or crash.
1: <laughs> no, exactly. No. So, no.
0: You know, when he says, we didn't crash, or are doing it. You didn't know that. <laughs> I you know. know. That's,
1: that's what I mean. I was laughing. I'm like, okay, whatever you got to sleep at night, whatever you got to tell yourself right. to sleep at night.
0: Yeah. Right. And looking at it from Dan Bentley's side, you know, look at how much effort they have tied into a race they really probably don't want to be at. They'd rather be at home. You know, so... To, with with racing, there's always inherent risk. By just in taking a chance like that, you're raising that percentage of risk higher. You know, it's just right. one of those things. Like, man, could you really not do that? You know, just yeah, not and, not go for the kill. You know, and, and he really didn't go for the kill per se, but yeah. he really pushed the envelope on what you know well, what you would want to see out of your guys. Also,
1: too, like it's Saturday, not Sunday. He didn't need the win. Trey did catch him from, you know, three or four seconds back. Like, there's all that kind of stuff, you know? It wasn't like, okay, Trey, Barsha comes up on Trey, and Trey is looking over and moving over and blocking him. You know what I mean? Which would would deserve a sort of harsh comeback. But it's your teammate. He caught you from the back. It's Saturday night. There's another night of racing. There's no money on the line. Maybe you let that one go.
0: And, and also, there's the factor of these guys have been in Europe together, you know, doing all these things, making videos and stuff for a week, like if I was with someone and you've been over there, Steve, on trips like this where everyone's hanging out, it's a different level of kind of like fellowship over there. Everyone's hanging out and um you're not hiding in your trucks and everyone's super cool with each other compared to normal. Right. Everyone talks to each other instead of staring each other down like they do a real super crosses.
1: Right.
0: Um just for that move you kinda of be like, Wow like I'm sure Trey was like, "Holy crap! I didn't see that coming." You know, you just <laughs> wouldn't expect someone to come at you like that.
1: Uh, did well. you? Did either did both of you read the anonymous comments from different riders that I texted? Um, yes. We did. You read it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. W- weren't you guys a little surprised that there wasn't no one was that harsh on that move? Like, I think all three, no, of, I was all three of us like, right here, are harsher on that move than the dudes that I texted the video and asking for their comments. You know, one guy was like, "JB, he'll get his or whatever," but most of them are like, "Ah, it's for the win." Yeah, you know, it's Barsha. Like I was, I expected a little more. Like what the f?
0: You know, I think it's to be expected from Barsha too, though. I really do. Even though he's he's been better about it as of late, uh, man. It's you really just that's that's just what you come to expect from from him and. You know, I, mm-hmm. I'm not even saying that in a negative tone. It's just expectations. You know, that's how he races. So, right. you know, it's kind of one of those things where I think if it was somebody that you just never see that kind of riding out of, you would, you may have seen more um, mm-hmm. a different reaction.
1: Right. Um, anything else about Bursi? Any other questions from you two jerkies?
2: Do we learn anything about uh, those two, A, compared to each other, and B, compared to anybody else? No. Do we get anything out of it? No. Right? Nothing.
1: No. Right? No. Well, I mean, they were super close all year long and they were super close at Bercy. So they're probably yeah. going to be super close in twenty fourteen.
0: What yeah, are the chances of to, uh, Paul inn ever yeah, come yeah, to right? the US? Any?
1: Paul In? Uh, he said that after his contract's up he would look to come over.
0: And he has one more year? Yeah.
1: Okay. Weege, what were you saying?
2: Uh, don't worry about it. Just more, does the person mean anything? And it was just setting you up to say no, because oh, we all know it does. Right. So, uh, right, right. yeah, Paul Linn's a better, better question. I think it's not going to depend on Paul Linn. It's going to depend on right. uh, who's hiring.
1: I know. It's pretty 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 bleak out there right now. Um, yeah. Um,
2: He'd be good. Like, he could ride. He obviously could ride Supercross. I want to remind everybody that um, when Paul Linn came here, what was that, 2010? Was that when he came here?
1: Um, with Star?
2: Well... That was the point I was getting at. What team was
1: he on? Oh. Yes, Star Racing. Right.
2: Oh, okay. So uh, they didn't he didn't
1: stick around. Oh. <laughs> well um uh, I wonder how that on the pile. I wonder how pissed Bobby Reagan was that Cooper Webb did not podium at Bercy. <laughs> and and was not even close at any point. Uh although he did ride much better on Saturday and Sunday. Um and Weed, you uh you made a good point too. And you kind of you kind of forget this. Cooper Webb never has never ridden a supercross yet.
2: No, but he's done Monster Cup and Bercy on a 450. <laughs> right. So right. weird.
1: Of course, randomly, right? Yeah.
2: Um, That's good move, I think.
1: Yeah, sure. Why not? Get your feet wet, right? Um, all right. Next topic. Uh, Ken Rockson uh, hired Alden Baker for to be his trainer. Jake Weimer, either well, I would imagine Jake Weimer would probably let Alden go, huh? JT, I would think it's more like that.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I think he just wanted to try something different. I don't think there's any right. bad feelings or anything like that.
1: All right. so I'm – this is the reason why Roxon didn't make Bercy. Uh, he was committed to it. It was going to be a done deal. He was on the cover – he was on the program's cover and everything. So um, he was supposed to come – Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> That's bad. Oh.
1: But Alden, Alden's not a big believer in these races. So, um, you know, uh, he shut that down pretty quick. Thoughts on this? I – I don't know if this is going to end well, but um, we'll get to my thoughts in a second. What do you think, Weege? Uh,
2: I think it'll be I, – I can almost figure where you're coming from. I don't think it's going to be as bad as, uh, as people think. All, all three of us, I think, have had conversations with Alden, and, and I always joke around with him with the, oh, you know how you are, man. You just burn your guys into the ground and just Epstein bar them all out, but just grinding them up. Um. Because, oh, after working with Carmichael for 10 years, that happened. So one time. Right. Uh, I think he's fairly adaptable and knows that, um, that different things work for different people. And uh, I don't think it's – I think a lot of the fears are unsound. And I know what everybody's thinking. Kenny won't be able to eat in and out, and he's going to go insane. Or he's going to actually have to train in a schedule and it's going to make him go crazy. Uh, I don't necessarily uh, agree that it's going to be such a harsh reality for either guy.
0: What do you think, JT? I think it's going to be fine. I think that Kenny is not scared of hard work at all, um, and I really think that he wants to win more than he wants to go to In and Out or do his own thing. Um, I don't think he. I, I'm pretty sure he's aware of what it, you know what Alden's program is about, and he went out and you know he's paying Alden a lot of money I'm sure to do this so mm-hmm. I don't think he would have even signed up for it unless he was ready to commit to it because it's there's no mystery about what's going to happen there's no mystery about the work or anything involved and there's also no mystery in what results usually come from it so right. uh, I, think, I think it'll be fine
1: yeah I mean I think it'll be fine for a while um, hey obviously this thing had to I just you know Kenny's got to live in Florida for the most part out in the middle of nowhere, it's miserable. Um It's a lot whoa, of work. Whoa, whoa, whoa! It's a lot of work. <laughs> what?
0: You can't just say he's going to live in Florida and it's miserable.
1: Uh, it's a lot of work, and it's hot as balls in Florida.
0: Yeah, but they they go on the lake every you know when they get in riding and stuff. No, it sucks. Um, you 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 say that Florida is miserable, yet you live in the desert where it never goes below ninety degrees in the summer. No,
1: I didn't Ever. say I didn't say it's miserable compared to here. I never I never, never said that either. Um, don't so definitely this move, JT. Um, just to be clear, I think we all know the answer, but just for people who are listening, there's no chance that Poto did not know Alden was getting rocks in. There's no chance. No, I, yeah, so. I,
0: from the story I was told, uh, there were a few candidates. Um, Alden asked RV who he basically was okay with, mm-hmm. and that's where it went. RV said, yeah, Roxton would be fine, and then it, it went from there. I, from what I was told, there were a few possibilities, right. and that's one RV felt the most comfortable with. Are
1: you surprised at that, Weej?
0: Uh, I wasn't first, but uh, I've heard some of the reasoning
2: behind it, and that is that. Uh, but you know, obviously, RV has worked with other guys and all before. He's not totally locked down, secretive in general, and uh, I think he identified Roxon as, hey, he has a lot of speed at times, and there might be days where he can even help push me a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think he looked at that. I think a lot of people look at it as a threat, and I think we all thought about it maybe at first, but I think he maybe looks at it like that threat can be. Be positive. It also says a lot about Villapoto's typical uh, NFG. He must not be too scared of Roxon. I mean, yeah. he knows he's going to push him at times, but he mustn't be super scared. of
1: No. Yeah. Exactly. And also, too, I think there's no doubt with this move, uh, Villapoto's two year, two more years, and he's out. Don't you agree, JT?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Pretty clear signal that yeah he doesn't have intentions of racing. A long time because Roxton is clearly one of the guys that will be in two years. Yeah, Harvey of right. the future or, or Dungey of the future, whoever you want to label him as.
1: Right, right, exactly. Uh, yeah,
0: it's pretty clear signal that he plans on winning here the next year or two and, and going and killing animals.
1: <laughs> Just retiring <laughs> and then that's it. Um, yeah, I, I'm with you. Weege, Harvey doesn't care. Like he doesn't. It doesn't matter to him. Whatever. You know, uh, yeah.
2: I, if Rockton is faster than him for a whole week at the test track every or at the track every time they go riding, it won't impact him the way it would some other dudes. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, um, it should be interesting to see. And, and honestly, I'm not surprised that Weimer chose to go in a different direction. Uh, the few times that I was there and and hanging out, he, he just Jake was in a rut. I, I don't know if he felt. I I, and I don't want to speak for him, but I think he felt like a little bit like. He was the second guy, and, you know, no one cared about what Jake did. And, you know, Jake's uh, – he got married, and I, I'm i not surprised that he didn't want to do that anymore. It just – when I was there, it seemed like it was dragging him down, like it was a bit of a chore, you know. So he's with Randy Lawrence now, right, JT? Did you hear that?
0: Uh, I didn't hear that, but yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah,
1: he's with Randy Lawrence now. So is this – and he's going to be in California. So is this going to help him?
0: Um – it's, you know, time will tell, but I can tell you that anything new or exciting or anything that's going to get his spirits up is a good move for Jake. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we've all seen, you know, we all know Jake, and I think we can all attest to the fact that uh, he's very easily influenced by his emotions. Yeah. Um, you know, he wears his heart on his sleeve, and if he's down, you can see it in his face and his mood and his actions, and if he's up, then you can see it in the same ways and as well as his riding, mm-hmm. so... Mm-hmm. If this is a move that's going to be positive for his mental state, right. then I think it's a positive move overall.
1: Um, yeah, I, I think I think you're right. You know, this is a big year for two guys, and Weimer and Tickle. Uh, both guys, Weege, are in the last year of their deals. They're both factory riders right now, um, factory machines, and there's a ton of kids that are coming up, and they're hungry. Weimer and Tickle, to me, got to do something in 2014. Do you agree?
2: Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, they're not, you know, so far down the road where they're going to be struggling to find employment. I mean, if they have terrible years. You know, they'll still get something. Oh, they, yeah. They,
1: no, no, yeah. Yeah,
2: but but to stay at this level, like you said, factory equipment, I mean, they basically have as great an opportunity as anybody uh, else in the pits uh, to stay at that level. Uh, and I'm sure they're making pretty decent money right now. Um, right. You know, I don't know if any either one thinks you know the the plan is to go out and win the 450 Supercross title this year, right. but they don't want to downgrade uh, their program for 15. So, absolutely.
1: Yeah, yeah, should be should be interesting to see if either one of those guys can uh, change it up a little bit. Um, you know, uh, Andrew Short, JT, and Bursey, uh third overall. He missed the Joker Lane one night. Um, how does a rider miss the Joker Lane? Can we can we can we go over that again? <laughs>
0: pretty shocking uh, in the first text I sent out was about it, man, this thing' is really got to be tough to remember because
1: it's be the really
0: intelligent sab- race savvy guys have have missed it, you know so right it, it really has to be the last thing you're worried about out there because you know the guys that have missed it are not you know I, atypical situations
1: I wish you were still racing, and then we could see like you know did you miss it did you Maybe you miss it one time, and then we and then you can really come on and ex- explain what happened.
0: Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't <laughs> think it would matter. Uh, I could I, probably skip it; and nobody would know.
1: Shorty, for his part, Shorty made no excuses. Oh yeah, totally forgot about it. No, never once thought about <laughs> it. No, Mathis, no, never. No, I forgot all about it. Like, <laughs> not like ah, oh, the flag wasn't. I didn't know. Nate didn't tell me uh nothing just
0: well which is the same as ryan dungy exactly the same he didn't know until villapoto told him
1: right 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 but it's just yeah no excuses from uh from shorty on that
0: how Um, did
2: everybody handle it last year at the monster cup it was fun i don't know (laughs) (laughs) what happened what went wrong this year
1: in one year a lot of things happened a lot of people forget things um (laughs) yeah i don't know it's crazy novelty
2: wore off i guess uh, Did everybody find find Every lap in 2012 Right in the
1: It's that time again Thanks for listening to the Racer X podcast show Brought to you by btosports.com Presented by Thor MX I appreciate it Don't forget to click on The Amazon banner on PulpMX.com to help out PulpMX.com We appreciate it Listen to these commercials Buy from these sponsors Thank you for listening. See you on the other side.
0: The RacerX Podcast Show is brought to you by btosports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs.
2: As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. us. We at BTO Sports want to give back to you, the listener,
1: for supporting us and the RacerX Podcast Show. Use coupon code Pulp PULPMX when placing
0: your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. 2013, JT Racing enters its
2: next generation with the all-new Evolve Light, ProTech, Enduro, and Limited Edition collections, taking quality and innovation to a whole new level. Also available in use sizes, each collection is built with high-grade materials offering its own unique characteristics to meet the demands of today's riders, both recreationally and competitively. To find a dealer or view the entire collection online, log on to
0: JTRacingUSA.com championship
1: proven many motocross apparel brands make that claim but only thor can back it up as america's first motocross apparel brand thor has set the standard for delivering the highest quality performance race wear on the market for the past 45 years with champions like ryan villopoto blake baggett and dean wilson to name a few our products truly are championship proven to see all the new 2013 products, visit thormx.com or head to your local Thor Parts Unlimited dealer. Thor, the official racewear of Supercross. Does this Roxon hiring Alden, does that give him an edge over Tomac? Or are we still all confident in Tomac's program and everything else? That, I mean, I guess you got to real. I guess we got to all figure out if we think that Tomac's going to beat Roxon. Which I might have, I probably would have said he was going to beat Roxon.
0: Uh, I really think that there's too much other stuff changing to really say. If they were both racing the White's class again and all that kind of stuff, then I think you could say more directly because it would be those two mm-hmm. head head to head again, and maybe it would, you know, maybe it would raise the percentage chance for Roxon. Mm-hmm. But both of them moving to classes they've never raced before. Uh, and they're, they're going to be in a huge pack versus where they were just, it was one of those two, you know, right, right. you knew one of those two was going to win. Maybe Baggett got in there sometimes, but right. it's really going to be, you know, they may not even see each other for the whole main event at some of these races. So, yeah. uh, who, who's to say, you know, it, it could come down to purely the start, you know, and that may be what it is more than anything.
1: What do you think, Weech?
2: Yeah, I totally agree with all that. There's yeah. so many other variables, like I just said about Will Hahn. There's so many other guys that, to mix it up. Mm-hmm. You might forget, three years from now, I might be like, hey, remember when those two had like, the big robbery but yeah. it just doesn't materialize anymore for one reason or another.
1: Or, you know, like the perfect example, Dean Wilson. You know, like, oh, he's coming, he's going to be the guy, this big robbery, and then Dean's just been hurt. And now he's sort of yep. resetting well, himself. Well, uh,
2: it was Dean and Barsha, right? It was right. Dean and Barsha. Now you right. don't even ever think of them; too. they never get mentioned in the same sentence as Dean for So you just never know.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely.
0: Yeah. Um, well, and then it was yeah. Dean and Baggett, you know, outdoors as well. You know. Yep. Yep.
1: Um, we uh, you did interview with Ken Hudgens uh, from Feld about the uh, new TV package a little bit. This is the next topic, by the way. So we're we're on Fox Sports One and Two. Um, you're always our go to TV guy. Um, for this, so uh, what's your thoughts on everything that Ken said and what you know on what's happening?
2: It's a bigger deal than I thought it was because it's really easy to put out a press release and say like we've got an all new deal, but they change the name of the channel. You know, they change it from Speed to Fox Sports One. So really, anything on there can say that it's all new. Right. Um, we we changed in August. The races were on Fuel, which is now Fox Sports Two. So the Utah National was actually the first live show ever on. Fox Sports 2, because that was the first day the channel existed. <laughs> um, so we had to have new, we had to have new, bold, new graphics and all that. Um, so I thought that's really all this was, was just window dressing. Uh, but from talking to him, and you could see in the interview, it was a lot bigger deal than that. Uh, Monster Cup, for example, was on Fox Sports 2, because there was a big UFC fight live on Fox Sports 1 that night. And I'm like, oh, this is a new reality for Supercross. It was easy to get good promotion and good time slots on speed when there really wasn't... I mean, nobody else really even has a race on Saturday night. Mm -hmm. Kind of a rare thing. Uh, So the fact that they were able to actually expand it, get a few more live races uh, with a lot more competition, I didn't know this. You know, he said that, for example, Anaheim won. They'll be the fifth different live sports show on the network that day. Um, And, you know, Super doesn't have to move. They don't have to start at 9 p.m. West or 5 p.m. Eastern. You know, they... They get to keep their normal schedule, and Fox Sports 1 is working around it with other big-time live sports. That's a big endorsement from the network. And CBS is gone as far as race coverage. I know people are going to say hallelujah to that.
1: Well, that's interesting. That's something I have in my notes here. So um, why is CBS gone? Is it because Feld paid for that and they just didn't see a return on it? Because, you know, we've spoken on the show about how the numbers of CBS shows just kill anything. Um, the Speed had. And I would imagine the same thing with Fox Sports 1. So why, why no CBS? Uh,
2: what I think it is is because the, partially the landscape has changed here where now every cable network has its own uh, uh, regular network affiliate. Uh, you know, there's ABC and ESPN, there's Fox Network and Fox Sports 1 and 2. There's CBS and now CBS Sports Network. Yeah. I think you're getting a lot of conflicts in there. So I think in this new deal with Fox Sports, Okay. they probably much appreciate it. Let's just have some consistency. So there's only one year left in the CBS deal, and they're just going to use that to put up these um, these profile-type pieces like the one they had on, on Villapoto last year, which is good for the sport, too. So I think Fox probably wanted some consistency and said, can we just say that 17 out of 18 weekends, we're going to have a lot of Supercross on Saturday night. How about we do that? Uh, so yeah, ratings-wise, it actually might hurt the sport in a small way because you yeah. won't get a race on with that big CBS audience, but you can look at it another way and say those five or six CBS slots will still have a Supercross show of some sort, and you're getting all the races on Fox, so there's actually more uh, total hours of uh, Supercross on TV this way. Do
1: you think they will devote some uh, – some, I know Ken said they would, but um, it would be nice to get some Supercross crossover with, different, uh, with, with their news highlight desks and things like that.
2: Yeah, I thought, again, that, oh, this is just window dressing. That's not going to count. But I talked to uh, everybody's buddy, Denny Hartwig, and uh, he said it hasn't always been easy uh, on speed, getting their guys on Wind Tunnel and all those other shows on there. And he said now we can kind of almost do whatever we want. So apparently that really is a big part of this. I don't know how much. Right. I mean, you can only expect the network to go too far. Um, yeah. I guarantee you they're tracking the ratings. And the ESPN knows the minute they put a baseball highlight on instead of a NFL highlight the ratings probably drop right yeah yeah um, you can only expect to go too far but it does sound like I think that's legit like they really are going to get more that's that's really impressive
1: well you always you know you always see you know the ESPN sort of shuns the NHL because they have no package with them um, NBC right. Sports you know does an NHL show because it's their property so you do yeah. hope that somehow Fox having the property of of failed of um, and and let's I think at this point. Fox Sports is probably paying Feld some money, right? I think that's speed was from what I heard.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah they, they were actually making a little bit of speed money, and I think it, it doesn't end up being profit because they cost a ton to produce one of these shows, right. and they were paying for right. time on CBS, so I think it was still a loss. But I think now it is getting to the point where, uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe it's break-even, but I was surprised. You know, I was hoping he was going to say that there was a bit of a bidding process, but he said Fox is all they talked to. It wasn't like... Any other network was beating (laughs) on the door to get Supercross, and hence they could raise the price. So it's uh,
1: now. um, What about Daytona?
0: Yeah,
2: I've got to. uh, I got a couple emails out right now. I'm assuming that Daytona is also live. Uh, It is a little strange. (laughs) Held only. It's only mentioning their events.
1: Isn't that cheese ball? Isn't that kind of cheese uh, ball?
2: Yeah, I think
1: it is. Come on. I mean, I understand they don't own it, and, I, you know, Daytona Speedway does. And But let's all, we're all in this together here, you know?
2: Well, because it prevents you from, you know, you got to start doing some math. Okay, 16 sell events on Fox Sports 1 and three at Fox Sports 2. There's 17. Oh, the other one, they're not mentioning, must be Daytona. Wouldn't it be nice to just yeah. say, all 17 races live, well, period?
1: But, okay, so but do we think Daytona is going to be live on Fox Sports 1?
2: Yeah, I think so, but okay. uh, I'm going to try to get the answer for Razorhead tomorrow.
1: Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. So we, yeah. We, we should be fine. I don't
2: with, know.
1: Right. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. So does MEG and Ralph, are they paid separately for that race then from Daytona Speedway? Or whoever puts the show on, the TV show? How does that work, Rich?
2: Uh Yeah, I really don't know how it works, but I, I, I would think so. I think, uh, I don't know, but then I think their money might come from the network, so that might not matter. I really don't know.
1: You really don't know. Um, you're the TV guy, and you don't know.
2: You really think I know the ins and outs of Ralph Shaheen's TV contract?
1: You were cashing checks from, from Fuel and NBC Sports and and Racer X and Racer X Show. Well, you know? Yeah, I
2: can tell you how. I'll tell you how my deals work all day long, and uh, I do get paid by the network. So at outdoors, um, it doesn't matter who, when, what, where. Uh, my money was coming from NBC, so it had nothing to do with the promoter. Oh, so you're uh, telling me? You're so tell- that would be the case for them.
1: So you're telling me if I see a replay of the Hangtown National on Fuel on a Wednesday afternoon, you're not getting money for that? It's not like a sitcom star where you get residuals.
2: Yeah, no, I don't I do not get residuals oh, like Jim Holly every it. time the Italian Job plays <laughs> on PBS at three in the morning. Jim Holly gets ten grand he doubled for uh, Matthew McConaughey or something. And when, but, uh No, yeah. but uh, oh, that's a perfect example, we did races on Fuel and NBC, but my paycheck came from NBC. Right. All right. So okay. that's what I'm saying. I, it probably doesn't matter in there. Right. They're probably getting paid with the network, but I don't know for sure. You, th- you really think I'm going to call Ralph and be
0: like, "Hey, how do you get paid?" <laughs> I don't. I, Are you kidding I me? I mean,
1: I'm sure he told uh, Ed Hockley all about it.
0: You know he did.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm sure. You don't think Brett Michaels knows the in and out of Ralph's deal?
0: Someone that Barry Jackson knows, yeah, guaranteed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, I look forward to another year of Supercross coverage that makes me infuriating mad at times, so I look forward to, to that. Um, JT- hey,
2: you've got to you got to admit that getting rid of the CBS thing, there's going to be well, people are going to complain no matter what, but that was a huge complaint of the, fact the CBS shows.
1: You know, it, it, it was a huge complaint, to, but not to me, not to me. I don't think I I don't think you could go back. I don't think I ever complained about the CBS shows. I mean, they were lame. But I understood what they were doing, and I understood they bought it. They purchased the time. And, Weege, once you told me one time about the ratings, I got it. You know what I mean? I instantly got it. I'm not. I don't think I.
2: unbelievable. I don't think I complained about.
1: Right. I don't think I ever complained about the CBS shows because I understood what they were trying to do. But the speed, the four hour speed shows, that's where I sometimes don't understand what they're trying to do. So, um, JT, any thought on the uh, TV package?
0: Uh. No, I'm interested to see how it goes. Um, I mean, I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt. You know, I think overall the guys at Feld have the same interest that we do because, you know, if the sport grows and succeeds, then they make money. So uh, I'm sure that they're, you know, I'm sure they just didn't wing this thing. They put a lot of thought into it. So, you know, they they know the situation better than I do. So I'll put my faith in their hands, really.
1: Do you think, Weege, that the Hawley-Kevin- uh, Kevin Barnett?
0: Ke- yes. Kevin? Yeah, and
2: you know he's going to be listening to this, so you better get it right.
1: I know. Sorry, Kevin. Do you, is the Kevin a big fan. Is the Kevin and Jim show coming back? Is that still going to be? Because I know Ken mentioned something about, you know, tablets and the Fox app and live. Is that in? Is, it, or is that more of a uh, Feld thing that they did on their website?
2: Yeah, they did that on their own. I'm pretty sure it'll be back. In okay. my experience, having done the webcast, you never know for sure by November. They'll probably know by, uh, like, December 23rd or something. I'm pretty sure it's come back. And uh, uh, that Fox Sports thing is basically, there's a Fox Sports. I even just got it on my phone to see how it works. Much like the Watch ESPN app or, huh, Mm -hmm. I shudder to think about the one on NBC which didn't work at Hangtown or whatever happened and the world melted down. Um, You can basically watch anything that's on these Fox networks on your phone, but your cable company has to be part of this. Uh for example I have Time Warner cable, I don't think I can get it. So uh your your cable company has to be on board. Uh so oh. if your cable company's not on board in January, watch out. Vital's gonna have a field day with that.
1: Yeah. Do you um you didn't buy that app, did you? No, it's free. Okay.
2: Yeah. Well it's free as long as you pay your cable bills. Yes, yeah. So right, right. But is that free? I don't know. Right. Um Yeah.
1: Okay. Uh next topic. Um Chad Reed put on an Instagram video. If there was any doubt he's riding Kawasaki, I think yesterday or the other day's video is proof of enough that he's on a Kawasaki. Um what do you know, JT? When's it when's his release? When's his um when's his uh press release coming out talking about it?
0: Uh press release I don't know. I think that was a pretty you know, that was pretty much him releasing <laughs> that fact though. Yeah. Uh he Chad doesn't really do anything unless it's premeditated. Mm-hmm pretty calculated guy uh so you know for him to let that go out he's kind of saying yeah this is what i'm doing
1: right right which we all kind of knew anyway yeah but, yeah
0: we but, all knew but it's, he never you know he wasn't confirming or denying with anyone yeah. publicly
1: um we did an uh i did an interview with david Millsaps uh for pulp MX, uh, the other day asked him about leaving the team and looking around and he said all I gotta say is that I'm happy where I'm at and I'm looking forward to next year. Blah, blah, blah. But JT, how close do you think he came to leaving that team and going to Chad or RCH?
0: I think it was really close.
1: You do? Yeah.
0: Yes, absolutely. I would yeah. I mean I'm gonna have to say I think because that's all I can really do, but right. if I had to tell somebody I would say I know that he was close.
1: Yeah. So and um one thing. He, he had that real gnarly surgery on his knee and everything. Got back for about a month and broke his foot and tore some ligaments in his ankle. We uh, if there's one guy going into Anaheim, you know, we, we saw him trying to switch teams. Maybe he doesn't like the bike. He's now been hurt twice. Um, he, David Millsap might be a guy for a, for a drop back in performance a little bit. And not, always, not all his fault, just uh, injuries and a new bike.
2: Well, especially because the standards are, uh, right. you know, at an all-time high of the well, season. He's coming off of win Anaheim one is the
1: standard. Win Anaheim one was the standard.
2: Yeah, and lead the points halfway through, and then I mean, if you look at the, you know, the stats from the previous five or six years in that class, that was way, way, way better. And I know that he got second of points the previous year with JGR, but again, win Anaheim one, everybody there, everybody healthy, that's still a lot to live up to. Uh, the only thing that I was thinking though when I read that interview. And again, unfortunately, I had to go to pulp to do it. I was very.
1: Thank difficult. you. Thank you for the uh, click. Thank you for the click.
2: Yeah, I, I, I pulled through. <laughs> um, I do feel like do you ever, ever, ever hear Davey Millsap say, everything's awesome, unbelievable, feeling great,
1: um, fired up, well, no
2: injury, everything's great.
1: I don't know if it was him, but who, always the 20 pound weight loss. But I don't know if that was always him. <laughs> It could have just said people, saying he's lost 20 yeah, pounds. I, right, I think right. I
2: did hear that. Last year, I talked to him in right around this time, and he did not take any of the bait on anything being, like, positive, even for that year, which turned out to be awesome. Mm-hmm. He's like, I don't have a teammate. The team's ever raced 450 before. I'm right. like, yeah, but Suzuki. You grew up on Suzuki. Yeah, but I never rode a Suzuki 450. So a big deal. <laughs> right, I can right. look down and see a yellow fender. Otherwise, it's nothing like anything I've ever ridden. Mm-hmm. And I don't have a teammate. And we're late. And – we don't have all our stuff. that's what he said coming into ad hoc right so I mean Millsaps is notorious for not always seeing the not always presenting
0: the sunniest side
1: yeah do you think you can see him drop back a little bit j t with everything that's been going on
0: uh it wouldn't be surprising I mean, if you look at all of the factors um yeah, you know the rumors of him not being thrilled with setup so far uh Obviously, major, major surgery on his knee and femur, uh, then yeah. breaking his foot or tearing ligaments or whatever happened there right afterwards. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, everything points to maybe not quite up to 2013 expectations.
1: Right, right. Um, do you think, JT, the reason you mentioned that he was close to leaving, and, and, I, and I believe, I think you're Right. Do you think it was a bike issue or other stuff issue that why he wanted to leave? You know, there was rumors of him not being paid all his bonuses. There were different reasons. Why did he want to leave?
0: I think it was a combination of a few things, yeah. which you kind of just alluded to. I heard okay. the same rumors with the, with uh, some money being owed, um, which is purely speculation on our part. You know,
1: purely speculation. Um, but, but I have
0: heard it from a few people. So, um, just weird why he. You
1: know, they, sorry to interrupt you, but. Uh, it's weird because he, you know, by all words, he selected the KTM over the Yamaha.
0: Yeah, and I, I just, I've heard the same thing, that he wasn't thrilled with setup. He he wasn't, you know, he, was, mm-hmm. he wasn't in love with the bike, and he didn't feel as comfortable as he did on Suzuki. So, between the rumors of the, the money issue and then just not loving the bike, that kind of caused him to... See what else was out there, mm-hmm. and then, mm-hmm. and then you know, obviously with the results last year, then you know everybody with the budget kind of went nuts over the possibilities. So, um, in the end, it kind of worked itself out. And whether that was maybe what he wanted to end up doing or not, mm-hmm. that's what he's doing. So,
1: um, Weech, how are things at the JGR camp? Have you checked in lately? I mean, they won the uh, N Fab Toyota JGR Yamaha or Tundra. Contrast contest, so they're be happy about that. The the, the coy Gibbs and the Thomas from NFAB are now, you know, uh twenty five grand poor.
2: Yeah, I told Coy uh when I saw him on Monday, you're not even you can't even the only time you win is when you're not supposed to. Come on, man. You're not even good at losing.
1: <laughs> he probably liked that. Not
2: even good at yeah. losing. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He enjoyed that. Right. Um yeah, Brayton had to take some time off. He had a little bit of a like a Surgery deal, I guess I built up after a while, kind of like Villapoto style, and he get taken care of. So he wasn't able to ride for like a month, and this is like September, uh, so that's way behind him. But I don't know. The theory over there is that he worked so hard that he's actually been better off mm-hmm. by being forced to take uh, that time off. Um, but I think a lot of it really comes down to that bike. I mean, anyone, any team involved with Yamaha, their whole reputation has been welded to that Yamaha 450. You can't really separate the two. And this is a big year since they have a new one. Uh, now that it seems like we haven't really seen pro guys ride it too much, but now that the shootouts and some of the bike stuff is starting to go around, uh, at least the basic model, you're tending to hear a lot of the same stuff. Mm-hmm. So we'll we'll see how that affects those guys. But um, I, I haven't heard too many people say massive breakthrough um, on the on the production bike.
1: Right, right. Um, one thing uh, we did on our Pulp Show last week or a couple weeks ago, we each, we talked about, and it looks like they're going to be teammates. But the NFAB Yamaha team still has not signed Nicoletti or Chisholm. They're looking at both, and I think they'll end up with both. But who would you pick, Nicoletti or Chisholm, for if you could only get one guy on Team Wygant, which, by the way, would be all orange. The semi would be all orange. Uh, the food would yeah. be the, the food would be white bread and that cheap bologna in the, from the grocery stores. But, uh, <laughs> you know, if you did have Team Weege.
2: I might uh, hire Dave. Dave Dameron there from uh, Chevrolet, a consultant on how to save money. with <laughs> right. bread.
1: Yeah, tell, tell uh, Dave Dameron, the same man who wanted the truck driver to refill water bottles in the hotel sink.
2: <laughs> yeah, oh, love it. Yep. An innovator. Game changer. <laughs> um, I, I think right now, it, you know, I like Chiz a lot, but you just got to look at Chiz's situation. I mean, he's basically been off with a huge injury since, uh, man, what was that, March, February?
1: I think it was February. Was it Atlanta? Yeah. Right? Atlanta is always the first one. No, half. St. Louis. St. Louis. Okay. Like St. I said. St. Louis. Like I said.
2: And, and that just being coupled with uh, a bunch of our injuries and, and some tough uh, down years. I mean, we all remember there in uh, Houston. Man, that was two years ago. Or was it Three. Where he really seemed to be finding his strides, finding his speed. We were all talking to him in the pits, thinking that this could be the night where he goes top five. Remember what his
1: remember what his is then his his wife was going to do if he,
2: yeah. if, he oh, yes. if he got top three? There was a lot. A lot. there was a lot on the line. There
1: was. There was a lot. Yeah.
2: Was a lot. Uh, point being, it's been a rough couple of years for Chiz, whereas uh Phil has been on the rise, and I think where Phil's results are are pretty much where Chiz would maybe be if he were 100% healthy. So you're looking at the ultimate potential of the two being similar, but we don't know if Chase is going to get back there and Phil is there right now. So mm-hmm. I'd, I'd have to vote for, uh, for Phil if wanted okay. a bummer. That mm-hmm. injury, but that's what happened.
1: You and JT would then be fight. You guys would fight over that.
0: JT, going, uh, with
1: shit. JT, go with Chase.
0: Nah, yeah, but I'm not like <laughs> – I, I can understand both sides. I know. I'm just um, yeah, you're, not, you're not super yeah.
1: angry at this choice.
0: <laughs> no, nah, I just think, you know, I think Phil definitely deserves a ride, and I think Chisholm has a lot to bring to the table, too. I think being, you know, having the number 11 bike in your truck is a pretty strong uh, marketing tool as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Chisholm's riding good. I, I watched uh, some video and watched his Times and stuff in Germany, and I, I think he's going to be fine.
1: Did a little tear go down your cheek as you watched Germany highlights?
0: Uh, no, I wouldn't say a tear. It kind of motivated me. I kind of wanted... To maybe race again next year, so we'll see. But definitely not here. I, you know,
1: you might, you might be so, back. You might be back,
0: JT. Thinking about it, yeah, we'll see. Oh, wow. Just, uh, maybe, maybe Whoa. just for a couple of races, it give me something to do and something to train for, and you know, have fun with it. Not so much pressure, but have fun. Right,
1: right. Wow. Well, would you get Fly to put little number ones on the back of your jersey, signifying the two championships?
0: <laughs> that would be actually be pretty cool. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that actually wouldn't be that bad. I meant it as a joke, but. <laughs> you... I'm writing a note. I'm writing a note right now. Right. Hey. <laughs> All right. Number ones on the jersey. Uh, okay. Anything else, guys? Anything else on the uh, roundtable topic show?
2: Hey, on the Millsaps thing, the other thing I got out of the interview was it was so deja vu. Uh, what did he say about the KTM? The motor is awesome. Super fast. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <clears throat> but they're working on the the handling and suspension. That's where they got to do some work, right?
0: Right. That is like verbatim yeah.
2: quote from Jeremy McGrath at a KTM like ten years ago. <laughs> right, and I'm like, right, right. man, it's always the same darn thing with the KTM.
1: Yeah, we got to get that chassis super going.
2: fast. Super fast. You can make some money at when they're when they're in it, but hey, making that thing work at supercross chassis suspension wise sometimes struggle.
1: <laughs> you at least they're not saying you know I, you know it's got no link, but you know it's I like it. They're not saying that I kinda anymore.
0: Feel, I kind of feel that's where he was at JDR too. A lot of motor, wasn't right. real happy with how it handled or, or the chassis. I
1: mean, if you think about that, that's almost any 450. What 450, uh, you're going to be like, oh, it's just too it's slow. It's just too slow. You know, uh, that's, what, that's, that's what you could say for almost any rider. The chassis, the suspension is so key in, in every bike, every 450 out there, you know. Um,
2: but it would be possible that he could go – and JT could probably answer this better. There's a chance that he rode the Suzuki all year, and then when he first got in the KTM, he's like, this thing is faster. I mean, that's possible, right?
0: Oh, I, I think that I would – you know, I haven't ridden either bike, but I would be willing to bet money that the KTM is faster.
2: Right. So there's – that that's the resources they
0: have at hand, you would, you know, are yeah. reason enough.
2: Yeah, so that's probably uh, legit. He's probably like – Dude, the bike feels faster than my last bike, but the suspension's not as good. I so, found it interesting. Yeah,
0: look oh. at look at Chad Reed's bike. He put three hundred thousand dollars into that Pro Circuit Honda before Honda came calling, and there was a marked difference between that bike and the factory bike. So, yeah, the bike that Millsaps is on going to a factory KTM. I have no doubt that it's it probably has more torque, and uh, they they have better electronics and all kinds of stuff.
1: I found it interesting that Davy said told told me um that they're not using raw but the RG three for suspension. They're using, you know, WP and um their in house guy, John. I think he said his name was John. Um and, and I, I I don't know who this John is and what he knows and all that, but that's gotta be a bit of a you know, the WP stuff from from my experience does work a little differently. You now have a steel frame as well, which affects things drastically. Um you gotta know what you're doing, you gotta be quick. And, um, you know, not going with RG3, I just, I just, I can see a bit of a learning curve there.
0: Yeah, that's weird. I'm not sure what the motivation is there.
1: Yeah, just because, you know, I mean, you could basically, Rob could probably, Rob Henderson there at RG3 has been working with KTM and Dungy and Short and Gurkey and everything else. Kenny um, could probably nail a setting pretty close. So they may, they may find themselves still working on being a bit behind the eight ball if they had. You know, with this other guy, with the new guy, with the, with the shot, or not new guy, but with the team guy, as opposed to going with Rob. So, interesting to me. Not saying it's bad.
0: Saying well, it's bad. I'd, be in, I'd be interested, too, to know if they had access to the data. You know, that that's one of the biggest tools is when you have an issue to go back to, be able to go back to the notes and say, okay, this, what they were telling me is happening, this is the situation, this is what we did to fix it. And then, boom, you, you know, you can get right back in the ballpark pretty quickly. Okay. Uh, if they're going from scratch, which I wouldn't, you know, I would suspect that they are because I'm sure Rob's not just handing over all his information. No, I wouldn't. Um, think so,
1: right.
0: Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think that's that's uh, definitely uh, kind of a negative point to bring to the table is just you don't have all that experience and data to draw from from the past two or three seasons or whatever that Rob's been working with with Dungey and these guys. So. That's uh, it's interesting. I didn't know that, but it's definitely uh, an interesting point.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. Anything else?
0: When
2: I first talked to the team and they first made that uh, move to KTM, uh, they all indicated, even, I don't think, well, Millsap wasn't there at the time, but the, even talking to Anderson and then some of the team people, uh, they made it sound like one of the big decision makers for KTM over Yamaha was how closely they were going to be able to work with the Coster side of it, the factory side of it. And how that was going to speed up this transition process because they were basically going to be able to pick up right where those guys were at that time. Mm-hmm. So a little bit okay. sounds a little bit not like that.
1: And uh, and uh, I, I don't understand it, but Dave Gowan is still the team manager according to Davey at the team. Um, but then other people have told me it's this uh, Jamie Jamie guy that was uh, one of their motor guys. He's now team manager over there. So and then Dave was also working at One Industry. So I'm very confused about the whole Rockstar Racing setup this year.
2: I've heard that it means that Gallon still runs it but won't necessarily go to all the rates type of thing.
1: Okay. All right.
2: That's what I'd heard. It's very confusing, though, with the one industry field yeah. being thrown in the mix.
1: And then I heard a burst that they were going to make their motors black. They were going to coat their cases black. And I'm like, That's <clears throat> an, you guys have enough black. You don't need any more on that bike. <laughs> You're good, you know? So hopefully if someone's listening to this from Rockstar, stop it. Don't do that if that is indeed what you were going to do. Don't do that.
2: See so, that paint that made uh, that, could uh, not you buy that like CalGuard paint that made your engine run like 10 degrees cooler? Did it would dissipate heat better? Remember that? No. No, I don't, Weege. See? This is probably a performance uh, you, quotient.
1: Your dad for, was for probably sure. on that in the 80s. Your dad is a Belray
2: executive. He's probably trying to steal that. This That's is probably... probably like, this we should probably was... ask, uh, ask uh, who who is with CalGuard? Um, Kyle Lewis. Kyle Lewis. Kyle Lewis, yeah. I can ask Kyle Lewis about that.
1: Okay. Um, All right. Anything else? No? That's it? Okay. All right. We think we covered on some pertinent topics, boys. Um, Jason Wygant, Jason Thomas, myself, Steve Mathis, thank you for listening. Btosports.com, RacerX Podcast presented by ThorMX, ThorMX.com, Btosports.com. Thanks, boys. Appreciate it.
0: All right. See you guys. Later. See you guys. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Steve Mathis Show. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to find the more than 200-episode archive or get
2: the Pulp MX app for your iPhone for the complete Pulp MX fix.